Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Glory to God. You know, laying hands is a doctrine. If you go to Hebrews chapter 6 and just read a couple of verses right there, it is called the elementary doctrines of the Bible. One of those doctrines is the doctrine of laying on of hands. It is a biblical thing that we do. It is a transference of things that we do. And I truly believe that that's one of the things that's uh, been missing in the house of God, that there's, there's, we're getting away from the fundamentals of the faith. And so I want to read a couple of scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. Then we're going to go to 4.15, and then we'll go to 2 Timothy. So it says, let a man so consider us as, a, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Let me say that one more time. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Now go over to 4. 15 verse 15 for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ yet you do not have many fathers for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel therefore I urge you imitate me let's go to second Timothy turn right read a few passages there and then I'll share what's on my heart. Second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two, one and two says, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. Wait a minute. I'm in the wrong thing. Sorry. Turn too many pages. <laughs> I'm still full from this morning. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I can still stand up here. You, therefore, <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> it's like, Pastor, don't even know his scriptures. <laughs> Praise God. Say, so you, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the thing that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. I want to uh, speak just a couple of minutes on what does it take to be found faithful? What does it take to be found faithful? Diane, Carol, Jatana, today is an important day in your lives. You have surrendered your all to God's call and have embarked on a new journey as, as ministers and leaders of the gospel. This journey is a higher call than what have previously been known and will be one filled with many victories, but also many defeats. Beloved, there is a difference between having faith and being found faithful. For having faith, ha faith has more to do with what you believe, and being found faithful has more to do with what you do with what you believe. Now, there are, are many people who claim to have faith, but when you look beneath the veneer of their confessions, you will sometimes discover that what they are confessing does not line up with what they believe. 
Now, it is truly a blessing when you encounter people who are trustworthy. There is nothing better than to find people who say what they mean and mean what they say. It is best not to vow and do than to vow it and don't do it. It is hard to find people that will say that they're going to do something and they actually follow through. But when you do find people like that, you hold on to them with all that you have. I'm here to tell you right now that, saints of God, that you should not focus so much on what God is doing to you in life, but focus rather on what God is, al- what God is going to do in your life. I'm sorry, but focus rather more on what God is already doing in your life. Because sometimes you can look at, I believe God is about to do something, and you might be missing what God is already doing. So focus on the here and now and what God is doing. Let me give you some definitions of the word faithful. It says, having a showing true and constant support or loyalty, firm in keeping promises or in fulfilling duties, true to the facts. Now, I served in the United States Marines. And we have a motto, uh, a Latin word that's simple fidelis. And that Latin word means always faithful. That no matter what, we got your back. Come hell or high water, we're going to be right there. When you are ordained leaders in a church, a church goes through the ebb and flow of good things and bad things. But when you are found faithful, it doesn't matter if the church is in a slump or if the church is on an all-time high, you're going to stay consistent in serving the people of God and the other leaders. Can I get an amen in here today? We're living in a world of Facebook and Instagram and Insta this and Insta that and instant relationships. Uh, Today, relationships don't mean much because all you got to do is text somebody and break up. (laughs) Times have changed. Even in the church today, you get mad at somebody because they wore the same color you wore. And we can't even find you. (laughs) Calling you to answer the phone. You knock on your door. You think we're Jehovah's Witnesses. But when you're found faithful... You hang on in there. Because he is the the God that will reward you for diligently hanging around. Amen. So I want to give you just five quick tools here. What must we do to be found faithful? First, to be found faithful, you got to go. The Bible says in Jonah 1, It says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah and commanded him, arise and go. Let me say that one more time. Arise and go. We were speaking this morning, and I was talking about Peter on the boat. And that there were the deadbeats on the boat. These are people who uh, say they're going to do something for God. Uh, It it looks good out there, man. I'm going to get off of this boat. I'm going to do something. Pastor, you give that thing to me, and I got it. Three weeks later, you can't find them. They're still on the boat. (laughs) Arise and go. 
Now, why didn't Jonah go? Because the scripture tells us that Jonah changed his mind. And he ran. I mean, that brother got on a ship and went in the other direction. It was a sad case. I don't want to go into that, but I just have some points I want to pull out. Maybe Jonah felt the task before him was just too difficult. Or perhaps uh, he allowed fear to incapacitate him. And fear is not something that's actually happened yet. You're usually afraid of something before it happens. It's, it's, I'm fearful that if I, don't, if I do this, I'm going to fail, but you haven't failed yet. Uh, fear is one of those things that will keep you from following what God has told you to do. Maybe Jonah fell Ill, felt like he was ill-prepared or ill-equipped to complete the call of God. Or maybe Jonah refused to obey God because he knew there, were there was a possibility that he would fail. Now, I don't know all of the reasons why Jonah decided not to go the first time. But, you know, God will get your attention and get you right back where you need to be. So I got a little quote here I want you to write down. It says, you will never reach your place called there if you continue to stay in the place called here. You can't go there staying here. And so you can't really move out in the things of God if you keep on doing the same old things. Now, I think that's the def definition of insanity, that you keep doing the same old things and expecting a different result. It was Moses when he died. And uh, excuse me for my voice I'm from early this morning. It's about to go away. But in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, for arise and go. See, God can't use dead things. If you have life, then there's hope. He's saying to you, arise and go. Where am I going? Don't know yet. But I know I can't get there if I stay right here. So arise and go. To be found faithful, you must go and you must give. Jesus, who was in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And he made this statement. He said, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Just a quick little statement I have here. It said, to be found faithful, you must be willing to serve in ways that will liberate others. You're giving of your life. You're giving of your time. And when you're found faithful, sometimes you're going to get weary. Sometimes you're going to say, God, I don't know what you're doing in my life. Sometimes when people come to you, you're going to have the same problem that they have. But you liberate other people because being found faithful means that you're going to give them out of your time, your resources, and what God has given you. See, the grace of God, the anointing of God won't take you where the grace of God can't keep you. And so the anointing that's on your life will put you in places, but the grace of God will always keep you. If you just remember to stay in your lane, God will always give you the grace to continue. Anytime you get out of your lane, that's when you get burned out because you're doing something that God has not told you to do. So to be found faithful, you got to go. You got to give. Man, check this one. Now you got to grow. You can't stay the same way. 
you got to learn the word of God. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Growth is never accomplished by accident. You're going to have to study the Bible like never before. You got to get into the word and let the word get into you. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. When Job, his friend, said, I, I value your word more than necessary food. Um, it was in the book of John when it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. It was in Peter when it said that we are born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed, that is the word of God. Our vision is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry found in Ephesians chapter 4 that Pastor Darrell so eloquently talked about. But there's one word I want to talk about here that's perfecting, which is the same word, equipping. This is a, this is a phenomenal word, but this is what it means. It means to mend what has been broken. That's the word perfecting and equipping. To mend that which was broken, to repair, to complete. You see, perfecting the saints, there were five ministry gifts given by Jesus Christ to do so. That was the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. These are fivefold apostolic gifts given by Jesus Christ, specifically because the apostle corrects the unfathered church dysfunction. The prophet corrects the uncorrected church dysfunction. The evangelist corrects the unfruitful church dysfunction. The pastor corrects the unhealed church dysfunction. And the teacher corrects the untaught church dysfunction. And so he gave us those five-fold ministry gifts because it's just like your hand, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And when you got all of those gifts working together, you got some power in the church. And what we need to restore is the apostolic power back in the house of God. Because when you got the apostle in the house, he can touch all gifts. But without the apostolic, without the foundation, you can't grip a sure bow. You can't shoot a sure gun. Without your thumb finger. You can't hold on good without foundation. And if the foundation be destroyed, what will the people do? The prophet is the pointing finger because he's pointing us to God. And what thus said God is saying. The evangelist, that's the long finger because he's there for outreach. For you are outreaching out to the community to draw them in into the body of Christ. So that the blood of Jesus can purify them, sanctify them, and set them free. The pastor, that's the ring finger married to the church. The pastor and the teacher has to be together. The teacher is the smallest finger because the teacher breaks down the word of God to the smallest degree. But it's the, the smallest finger because you can get it in your ear because faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. The pastor is also closest to the teacher because the pastor has to be a teacher. And if you're not a teacher, you won't be an effective pastor. So what I'm saying here, ladies, you got to continue to study, study, study. Stay in your Bible. Don't push it away for any reason whatsoever. 
God is going to challenge you and give you revelation like never before. And I truly believe that God hand-selected these ministers to lay hands on you for a reason. That there's a deposit that you're going to receive from them to help you grow. Amen. So write this down. Oh, oh, I had it up there for you guys. That made it simple. You can take a picture of that. Too late. Oh, huh? <laughs> we got visitors. I forgot. <laughs> this is how we act every Sunday. So praise God. <laughs> I'm still drunk from this morning. I'm sorry. All right, you got to hurry up. <laughs> you cannot appropriate what you don't understand nor experience what you postpone. I thank God that you said yes because you would have postponed what God wanted to do in your life. Now, maybe you, you were hesitant because of the responsibility. And it is a great responsibility and it is a great burden. But the burden of the Lord is quite different than the burden in the natural. A burden in the Lord, is, it drives you to his heart. A burden in the natural takes you away from his heart. And so there's nothing greater than have the burden of the Lord on your life. Let me give you this next one. You got to go. You must give. You must grow. And you must guard. One of the things you need to be careful about, ladies, is who you bring into your life. Now, you two are married. So you have to be careful about other women in your life. And you being single, Jatana, you really have to guard against people, men and women. And now today, you got to guard against other women. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that you keep your, your spiritual discernment up about you. Make sure that you watch the people around you. Don't say yes too quick. Sometimes when things look too good, a lot of times it is. Uh, you have to look out for ministers. And I got, a, I got some more word to share with you later when we lay hands because there are some things you definitely need to look out for because we're sending you out of here to go and minister to the masses. You're going to minister to more people than I ever have. And I am so excited about what God is showing me for your life. And they're going to confirm some of that. So guard what you do. Second Peter 3:17 says, "I am warning you ahead of time, dear friends, so that you can watch out and not be carried away by the errors of those wicked people. I don't want you to lose your own secure footing." And here's the last one. Glorify. So you must go, you must give, you must grow, you must guard, and you must glorify. You glorify God when things are good and when things are bad. Amen. One thing I've learned in my little short time of, of pastoring is that sometimes you can allow the circumstances in your life to take you away from your joy. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And so you, you can allow situations and the vicissitudes of life to come in. And all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. And that's the one thing the enemy wants you to say is that you're not qualified to do what you're going to do. As a matter of fact, after today, the enemy is coming. And he's going to tell you that didn't mean a thing. You're not truly called. But I've learned something about the word, and I think uh, maybe two or three people in here knows what I'm talking about, that the devil is a liar. Yeah. 
there is absolutely no truth in him. So you can't trust him. And you can't believe anything that he says. Jack Hayford said this. He said, worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one being worshipped. Let me say that one more time. Worship changes the worshiper into the image of the one worship. It is imperative that you become a true worshiper of God. Worship is the one thing that will set you back right and recapture the joy of the Lord. All five of these keys must be built on character and integrity. And the three of you have been found faithful. Come on and give him a praise. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.